Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Some of you may just be in love with the fact that it's Friday and the work week is through, the weekend for most. Most people get their uh, work-free weekends in. is just around the corner, hours away. We'll lead you up to it. Cruiser and Crew at 97.3 FM WVLK. Also live on 590 AM and streaming on smart devices everywhere. Welcome to the show. Good to have you with us on another overcast day. At least it's been dry today, but that's going to change again. Bill Mack will be along to update the forecast later, as he always is. Bob Babbage, we'll talk politics with him. We'll talk movies with Kevin Carr later on. And again, talk anything with you, uh, either on our phone line or our text line, 859-253-5959. Text line sponsored by Stuttgart Motors. Email address cruiser at WVLKAM. The AG in uh, Texas said they will not comply with Biden on the uh, deadline that he has uh, set forward here. So Biden's got, a, as I said yesterday, a tricky decision to make. If he federalizes the Texas National Guard, then he could be seen as siding with, uh, with migrants, uh, certainly with the left flank of his party. But the majority of the American people know the border is out of control down there. It's become the number one issue in some polls, as we've chronicled a couple of times this week. Or he could do nothing and just uh, let Abbott uh, continue to handle things down there in in Texas. This, I think the Republicans are making a mistake. Look, I, I mean, for the longest time, the Democrats have been saying it's the Republicans that don't want to do immigration reform. Well, the Republicans might actually give them some hard evidence to make that claim if they give up on this border security bill. Seems to be it could be a self-inflicted GOP wound. This is a chance to finally get some of these asylum claims and and just to get those pulled in some, this whole parole issue. And Trump, I know, wants it as an issue to run on, but once Trump gets into office, do you think anything? First of all, you're, you're going to need Congress to get some things done down on the border. Congress is going to have to fix some of the underlying incentives that keep bringing people across the border. Uh, but I'm, I don't know that I'm convinced that Trump, uh, as damaged as he is with, uh, with certainly his opposition, if he were to be elected, and we don't know what the balance of power is going to be in the House of Representatives or the Senate after the 2024 election, so that's one wild card. The other wild card is Trump himself. Are uh, Democrats or even some Republicans going to give him any kind of a deal down on the border? This may be the last best chance in a long time to fix the asylum law and the parole loophole that Biden's been exploiting. Back in 2018, when Trump was president, he complained that these dysfunctions kept him from fully restoring order to the border. He said the biggest loophole drawing illegal aliens to our borders is the use of fraudulent or meritless asylum claims. The only long-term solution to the crisis is for Congress to overcome open borders uh, obstruction. This is happening too often in our politics. It's about getting the political victory, not a victory for the American people or movement in solving the nation's problems. We're interested in who's getting the win, who's getting the loss, who's getting the credit, who doesn't get the credit. 
that's become the priority now, it would seem. And, and, and I don't know. Look, this is a long shot, especially if it's tied to Ukrainian aid, uh, because it's going to be hard to get into the, through the House. It might even be hard to get through the Senate in terms of the Ukrainian aid. But as I said, there seem to be more Republicans on board in the Senate on the Ukrainian aid issue than there are uh, Republicans in the House are going to be a problem on that. Democrats might be willing to do something now, more now than they're going to do with Trump in office. They'll have no incentive to do anything to help Trump. The Democrats have an incentive to do something now because the issue's killing Biden. So now you got a shot. And I still think most Republicans want to help Kiev. Uh, There's a lot of loud uh, moaning and bitching about uh, Ukraine and money, and we can't have an open-ended, open checkbook with Ukraine, or there's corruption and, and all that sort of thing. But then Republicans would also be responsible if we don't aid Ukraine, and they're beginning to run out of, of money and resources. If Ukraine goes down, Republicans may be partially responsible for what happens afterwards. Look, Republicans are going to get blamed for the problem at the border regardless, or at least that's what Democrats are going to do. They're going to point the finger at Republicans and, and, and say they haven't done anything. And Republicans will do the same thing, but, I mean, they do, uh, uh, to a, a certain extent, have some evidence on their side because day one when Biden was a dictator, all presidents these days are dictators on day one because what's the first thing they do? They go back and reverse a lot of executive orders that their predecessor laid down if that predecessor was from another party. So you get a little bit of dictatorship because we've allowed these uh, these these executive orders to go too far because Congress has been so impotent for so long. But... Um, so, there, so there, there's a, I think there's more downside for the Republicans than there is political upside by letting the issue just just continue to fester and get worse at the border. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be able to show video. You're going to be able to show that Biden precipitated a lot of this. But again, this may be the last best chance for a while to get something significant done because the Democrats need to do something on this because the issue's starting to hurt and hurt, hurt them bad. You know, Trump gets into the White House, it's, it'll be a, a Democratic Party total shutdown. And who knows what they'll control in Congress? I mean, uh, they could still control the House. Now, the map's a little more daunting for the Democrats in terms of control of the Senate. But what, the Republicans have, a, what, three seats majority in the House of Representatives now? That seems to be changing by the day, either because of illness or uh, retirements that have uh, become immediate, like Kevin McCarthy. So I, I think they're making a mistake. Uh, they may be handing a political issue to the Democrats going, well, we were ready to make a deal and the Republicans didn't want to do it. They were listening to Trump. Trump didn't want a deal. Trump wanted the issue to run on. When something needs to be done down there, and this may be the best chance in a long time to get something significant done down there. So I, uh, I mean, you can still use the issue on Biden. I mean, you still got migrants invading these big cities. I mean, they've been bussed up to these big cities. And it's not just the governors like Abbott and DeSantis that have done it. I mean, these migrants are flown all over the country. Um, I talked about this the other day where a migrant, uh, you don't have to have a photo ID to get on a plane if you're from another country. You can have your photo taken at the TSA checkpoint, but it's optional. I mean, you can still make immigration an order, uh, uh, an issue rather, in the election because, I mean... If, if Biden and, and some of his allies had their way, um, 
nothing would be getting done down there at all. But the water's in the fan here lately, and so they got to do something. Because the numbers have become so massive, and uh, the problems have exacerbated issues that were already problematic in some big cities like New York and Chicago, where they just don't have, they don't have where to put these people. They're having to put them in schools, which means school kids are having to do NTI. So we'll see what plays out of this. And even, look, and I understand, as I, as I alluded, even if the Republicans do want to negotiate and play ball and come up with some sort of a uh, immigration bill with the Democrats right now, there's no guarantee that it's even going to pass. So, um, anyway, we'll, uh, that continues to play out down in uh, Texas. Uh, Alabama put, uh, what's this guy's name, Kenneth Smith, to death last night using nitrogen. The Supreme Court turned down a last-minute appeal to uh, spare his life. Nitrogen, by the way, comprises 78% of the air that we breathe. But when you crank it up to 99% by way of a mask that's affixed to your face, then the nitrogen, which displaces oxygen, subsequently suffocates you. Now, this is the second time Alabama tried to put this guy down, and they finally did it. 825 last night is when Mr. Smith was pronounced, uh, pronounced dead. And I can't answer whether it's humane or not. I mean, I, I look at the statements by the Alabama Department of Corrections when asked about the reports that Mr. Smith shook on the gurney. Commissioner John Hamm said it appeared that Smith was trying to hold his breath and that some of his movement might have been involuntary. In a statement announcing Smith's execution, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall said the method proved to be effective and humane despite the international effort by activists to undermine and disparage our state's justice system to deny justice to the victims of heinous murders. Our proven method offers a blueprint for other states and a warning to those who would contemplate shedding innocent blood. Alabama, Oklahoma, and Mississippi have uh, now authorized these nitrogen hypoxias. But nobody had used it before last night. Now, I'm looking at another uh, uh, news account of this, and uh, they describe it as it was a horrific death. That uh, Mr. Smith uh, suffered quite a bit, thrashed against his restraints. His wife, Deanna, Smith's wife, Deanna, wearing a T-shirt, reading Never Alone, reportedly for him from the witness box. Smith was sentenced to death in 1996 for a murder-for-hire killing of a preacher's wife. In 1988, he got $1,000 to kill this preacher's wife. As he spoke his final words delivered through the gas mask on his face, Smith made a heart sign with his left hand to his family before declaring, Tonight Alabama causes humanity to take a step backwards. I'm leaving with love, peace, and light. I guess while this guy, this guy got an associate's degree while he was, uh, while he was behind bars, did a few other things to improve his life, so his uh, attorney's saying, I understand. Look, if you murdered a member of my family, you murdered my wife, I'd, I'd want you dead. I've, I, I can't go along with the death penalty, though, because I think it's ram. It's application. Uh, it's. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's up to us to take a life unless we are defending ourselves. As heinous and as disgusting and as awful as some of these people may be. But you look, I, I if I were a family member, a close family member to a victim of a brutal crime, murder, I. 
I, I get the feeling. I really do. And I would have to fight hard to not want to put this guy down myself. But I just think in general, this is so, I mean, how is it this guy commits this murder in 1990? How many other people that commit heinous murders never, never even get on death row or, or, never, or never face the death penalty? It seems to me to be wholly random in the way it's applied. And I don't think that it's much of a deterrent, to be honest with you. I don't see where it really deters people from, I don't know that a murderer thinks, hmm, I better not do this, they may put me to death. I'm not convinced that that happens. Uh, across the country, I saw some polling today, I guess that by a slim majority of the American people uh, favor the death penalty. I still don't think you're going to see it widespread across the uh, country, but this new method of doing it, I mean, nitrogen's cheap. It's easily accessible. I mean, you go to a high-end tire shop. And, uh, I mean, nitrogen's easy to get. And, uh, and look, the body, one, if the body is deprived of oxygen, the body is going to recognize that lack of oxygen and is going to react accordingly. I don't know that, is there a truly painless way to die? Maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe with the care of hospice or something, uh, there, there, there could very well be those uh, that that. I mean, if you really wanted to take somebody's life swiftly, you do the firing squad. You shoot them in the heart. I mean, it, that's seems to me to be the quickest, easiest way to do this, as opposed to trying to inject some drug or stick a mask over somebody's face and basically suffocate them to death. Is nitrogen an improvement over lethal injection? Well, I don't know, because as I said, I, I can't make the judgment as to whether or not this is humane or not. I don't know. And I don't want to find out. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. All right, lighten it up on the radio and on your streaming device. Cruiser and crew at 97.3 FM WVLK on a Friday. Good to have you with us. Let's grab a call, 859-253-5959. David's up first. Hi, David. Hey, Cruiser. How you doing? Good, David. Hey, who would have thought that uh, the death penalty, death penalty would go green? <laughs> well, nitrogen from the air. that's the upside. Are we reducing the carbon footprint as we put you to death? Oh, yeah. I could think all those chemicals we don't have to use anymore. We can just pull it out of the air. Pull it out of the air, right. I mean, as I said, what nitrogen uh, comprises about uh, uh, 70, well, 78%, about a little more than three quarters of the air that we breathe. I keep thinking of that Holly song, you know, the air that we breathe from the Hollies. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It, it's a reduced carbon footprint. It's it's a green way to die. Well, as, you know, I, I had a. I, I'm known for not being. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if you like it or not. Okay. And I had a guy that I was friends with for almost ten years. This is a few years back. 
and he decided he wanted to have a conversation about death penalty and abortion. And all that. I said, you don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. But, you know, because it's not going to end well. When we have this conversation, we're probably not going to be friends ever again. Oh, come on, we you grown men have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the guy leans to the left. Oh, hell, we're friends. I don't care what your politics are. I honestly don't care what anybody's politics Just don't try to cram it down my throat. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I have people that I know differ from what I believe politically, and I just try to stay away from it. I'd rather preserve the friendship, and we can just agree to disagree. But he, he kept pushing it. Yeah. And he said the death penalty is a, a boric, boric, and should be outlawed, how barbaric would anybody do this? I said, okay, you want to go down that road? Fine. If that person murdered somebody in cold blood, raped, murdered, did what, all maimed, all of that stuff, I think he deserves what he gets. So, on the other hand, now you believe abortion should be anytime, anywhere, anyhow. What the hell did that child do to deserve that? And I, I mean, I went after him. What did he do? And I just kept going on and on. And finally, I got to the point where he's screaming at the top of his lungs at me. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there with a smile on my face. And it's pissing them off. Why are you smiling? I told you. I told you. You didn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, you bring up abortion, and I think, you know, in trying to remain somewhat consistent, if you're pro-life on abortion, but pro-death penalty, isn't that a bit of a contradiction? Uh, and I understand what you're saying. The yeah. heinous murder, the... the, the uh, yeah, the the, the crime. Let's let. I mean, think of the worst possible crime that somebody could could possibly commit. The most brutal of murder, but but uh, but still, I just don't think it's within our realm uh, to take a life. And if you're going to be pro-life on abortion, uh, shouldn't you uh, be consistent in terms of your feeling in, uh, as far as the death penalty is concerned? I, I said, I told him. I said, I was raised Catholic. Take a life, you're going to you're going to hell, no matter which one. You're going to hell. Mm-hmm. If you go back, and the, the, I remember my priest saying, you know, death penalty is wrong. You shouldn't do it. Abortion is wrong. You shouldn't do it. My mother same way. And what I told him, I said, am I to say to anyone what they can do? I can't. I can't tell anybody what to do. I can't tell my wife what to do with her body. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't tell my son. I can't tell anyone. I can't tell you, Cruiser. Right. By God, Cruiser, you're going to. You're going to start doing what I tell you to do. I can't do it. No. You're going to tell me to go, you know, fly a kite. And, mm-hmm, right. And I said, I said, do you understand what I'm getting at? Do you understand the point I'm making right now? And he's like, no. I said, listen, you wanted to have a fight. So what I did is I knew exactly what's going to piss you off, so I did it. <laughs> I Are you guys I still friends? Gonna... No, we haven't spoken in two years. Oh, my God. So that was, you were right. That was it. That argument, that discussion ended the friendship. Because when I was walking away, he goes, you're nothing but an effing Nazi. Oh, Lord. Okay. And all I did was I knew exactly what to say. I knew exactly what to say. Do I believe it? No. But if you wanted to have an argument, fine. I'll keep come up with the other point, and I can lay it at your feet, and then it can, I can just watch your feet just start smoking because you're, you're so mad as hell at me right now because how dare I say that? Mm-hmm. I just I don't. I don't want to argue with anybody, but if you push me to argue, I'll argue. I don't care. If you want to take a friendship and throw the friendship and throw it out the window, fine. I don't care. I, I just don't. There's so many people that have their feelings hurt. That's what. That was the point I'm making. I said I hurt your feelings. What I said, I hurt your feelings. I said grow a pair. 
it's just the con- if you want to have a conversation, fine. But there's so many people that get their hurt feeling. Mm-hmm. How dare you? I can't believe you said that. And the argument that. All right, well, we're starting to lose you there, David, and I got I got to run anyway. I, but I I, uh, I I get the point. I mean, again, sometimes it's just better to. I mean, what are you going to conference by the confrontation? Your friend wasn't going to change your uh, mind, and and vice versa. And so, thanks for the call, David. I, you know, it's it's um, these are hard issues. And again, I, I sympathize for the family, and I understand the desire of a family to get revenge, or they'd call it justice. But uh, I understand that. In, in terms of the death penalty, but uh, just as a as a wider issue, I just and, and then just the way we apply it in this country to me seems totally random. You know, do, 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 does everybody that's convicted of first degree murder? Or do they always end up on? No, they the majority don't end up on death row. Well, why? If you're going to you're going to take a life for taking a life. Then why shouldn't we be consistent then? Then do you commit first-degree murder? But see, also, too, I mean, there are times we've gotten it wrong. We've gotten somebody's conviction wrong. Uh, And uh, there's so many devices out there, too, uh, to fake. And I'm going to get into this in the next segment. To fake video, to fake to fake anything these days with AI and deep fakes and all that sort of thing. I think that's, that's even... It makes it sometimes even more perilous in terms of uh, the state deciding that we're going to take somebody's life because we think they did something. So, anyway, that's my uh, that's my take on it. Well, let's get a break in, and then we will uh, continue. News next. Cruiser and Crew, 97.3 FM, WVLK. Here's our question of the day. After the weekend conference championship games are concluded, what two teams do you think will end up in the Super Bowl? There are four teams left. You got the Ravens against the Chiefs. That'll be the first game on Sunday. The AFC Championship, NFC Championship is the Detroit Lions. I think this is their first, what, championship game since the 50s. And uh, they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Question of the day, sponsored by United Structural Systems. It's online now at uh, WVLKAM. Somebody used the language that if Kansas City were to win, of course, with this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey bit, it would be the dreamiest Super Bowl ever. (laughs) So let's make it dreamy. I'll root for Kansas City because they're my fallback team of the Bengals as they displayed this year, didn't get to the playoffs. So uh, so I'm I'm all in on Kansas City. That's going to be a tough game in Baltimore, though. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, A couple of text messages so we don't get too backed up from the Stuttgart Motors text line. Helping the Democrats fix the border would be more of a self-inflicted wound because then they're going to use that to get this brain-dead president elected again. I know, but it's your best chance to get something done. And too much of our politics these days are, again, who's going to win, who's going to lose? Who can we slime with uh, their inaction? And and in the meantime, things don't. Nothing gets done, and and the Democrats are eager to do something. You've got the Democrats in a position now where you ought to be able to negotiate much stricter security measures on the border. This is this is your best chance. Trump's not your best chance to do this. I don't think this is your best chance right now because there are a lot of Democrats beginning to realize we need to do something on this issue. So yeah, are you going to help Biden a bit electorally? But Biden's got other issues. Biden's age and slowness, and and what was that? What was he saying in that beer, uh, that brewery thing last night? I mean, or yesterday? I mean, Biden's 
cognitive decline is a big issue uh, all by itself that Congress and nobody else can help him with. Uh, let's see. Cruiser, they're not going to get anything done on the border, but we will sudden funds to Ukraine and Israel uh, so they can secure theirs. I- I'm not so sure. You've got enough Republicans in the House uh, that uh, I-, I think could derail Ukrainian aid. And as far as Israel is concerned, you've got a whole lot of Democrats that are listening to uh, a-, a sizable flank of their of their caucus, of their party. What was it I saw that, uh, what was up to half the Democrats think Biden's committing genocide? Uh, Axios is a rather illiberal news site, and, and they're reporting that Biden's putting a lot of pressure on Netanyahu because Israel's actions against Hamas has got to get scaled back well before the election because it's a bad political issue for Joe Biden. So I don't know. I'm not so sure that, that aid is... Uh, Maybe the only way to get the aid done is to package it together with some sort of border security for us. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Uh, let's see, the laws on the books to take care of the border situation, they've just been ignored by the Biden administration. That's right. This is, this, is, this is not a Texas violating the law. This is Biden violating the law and has been for uh, some time. Uh, on the guy that executed in uh, Alabama last night, he gave up his ride to humane treatment when he inhumanely treated the victim that he killed. Ed, how about the horrific death of the woman stabbed 10 times? I understand. I get it. All right, um, get on to some fake stuff and uh, these AIs and deep fakes and everything else. This this Taylor Swift business, what was the, uh, I saw something. That, if, if you haven't followed this, there's been a slew of sexually explicit artificial intelligence images of Taylor Swift making the rounds on X, which I thought that was supposed to violate their rules, but they, they can't, there's no guardrails on this stuff. Oh, yeah, they may take it down later, but, you know, it's already done. The damage is already done. But these, uh, these, uh, these sexually explicit images are making the rounds. In one mock photo created with an AI-powered image generator, Swift is seen posing inappropriately while at a Kansas City Chiefs game. Swift has not commented on the images publicly. I saw a report someplace where there have been, what, 27 million views of this stuff right now? 27 of these fake online images of Taylor Swift. Well, then uh, there was this uh, AI version of an hour-long George Carlin stand-up special. Did you hear about this? George Carlin's daughter, Kelly's not very happy about it. It's a comedy AI called Dudesy that made a fake hour-long George Carlin stand-up special. Uh, Carlin's daughter, Kelly's not happy about it. In fact, uh, news out today, this from The Hollywood Reporter. I got to draw a line in the sand, says Kelly, who sued creators of an hour-long special entitled George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead. 
See, the problem that these guys that made this special, they admitted at the start of the video, they explained that the AI program was created by ingesting five decades of Carlin's original stand-up routines, which are owned by the comedian's estate. They use those as training materials, quote, thereby making unauthorized copies of the copyrighted work. They admit the two men that put this together admitted that they input thousands of hours of George Carlin's original copyrighted routines to an AI machine with the aim of fabricating the comedian's voice and style. The complaint filed by George Carlin's daughter, Kelly, in short, defendants sought to capitalize on the name, reputation, and likeness of George Carlin in creating, promoting, and distributing the Dudesy special using generated images of Carlin, Carlin's voice, and images designed to evoke Carlin's presence on stage. The suit anticipates a potential First Amendment defense. It says the special, quote, has no comedic or creative value absent its self-proclaimed connection with George Carlin and does not, for example, satirize him as a performer or offer an independent critique of society. Basically, it's a copycat thing, is, is, what, they're, is what they're saying. And Kelly Carlin, speaking out to Robin Williams' daughter and Joan Rivers' daughter, Melissa, say, you guys better be ready because you're going to be next. I'm going to play some of this for you, and you tell me what you think. First up here is the introduction by uh, Dootsy on this hour-long Carlin uh, special. This is how they introduce their hour-long special. <laughs> this is not George Carlin, but please welcome George Carlin. All right, well, here's, here's a little bit of this uh, special. This is uh, from this hour-long fake George Carlin stand-up special. This uh, is uh, AI George Carlin ranting about reality television. Yeah, the whole thing's filled with profanity, uh, the whole special, but... <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's pretty lame. Uh, that maybe you ought to be sued just for that. Hey, you said this was George Carlin. Even if it's an AI George Carlin, it's it's lame. And you know, Carlin for five decades wasn't lame. You know, it's funny. The suit claims that uh, you know, basically, you're not allowed to utilize somebody's entire body of work for five decades without the consent of whoever owns it now, or without compensating somebody. And they admitted that they did that in order to try to now interpret or bring George Carlin up to current. What did George Carlin die, I think, in 2008? The AI is not going to let the dead rest. They keep bringing it back. So this could be somewhat of a landmark uh, suit here uh, that the uh, Carlin estate has filed against the creators of this AI Comedy special. And, I mean, this thing that's being done to Taylor Swift, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is being done in schools across the country. This is being done to high school, middle school and high school girls across the country where there are these programs that can take a picture of somebody fully clothed and remove their clothes. Now, it may not be exactly how they would look naked, but who would know? Who, who could tell the difference? This kind of stuff's happening all over the place. And then, now, boy, there for a while, speaking of Taylor Swift, I thought that maybe New York City was uh, wanting another John Lennon assassination. How many times did they let this clown from Seattle that's been stalking Taylor Swift's apartment in Manhattan, how many times did they let him in and out of jail only for him to go back to the apartment to hang out or I, whatever he was trying to do? He was, he was diving in her dumpster or something or in her garbage. Well, now, uh, at least... At least this hour, I don't haven't got an update, although it may have changed. He's been put back in jail, and this time without bail. 
Because, uh, well, the last time they arrested him, he went back to her New York City apartment after he was released uh, without without bail. So now they uh, now the guy's in jail. Uh, probably needs some sort of mental health. The guy's name is David Crow. He's 33 years old. And he has been visiting Swift's New York residents 30 times in the last two months. No warning or arrest to stop him, whether they finally have. When they released him from custody on Wednesday after being charged with harassment, he went back over to Taylor Swift's apartment. Went right back there. None of the stalker's violations are bail eligible, and judges have been ordered by Albany not to take a person's criminal history into account. He should be sent to a treatment facility is where this guy needs to go. But you got to wonder if the city of New York, uh, hey, look, remember John, uh, uh, John Lennon and Mark David Chapman? Remember that interchange? You don't want that, do you? I wouldn't think. In, uh, in New York City. So uh, she's, he's finally uh, in jail, but, but, uh, but who knows? Uh, this guy evidently has, has some issues, but um, creepy stuff. Text line, can't wait for the Rodney Dangerfield AI. Well, then, if you're going to pour through his stuff and try to copy and imitate him, you, the estate needs to give you permission, and you're probably going to need to compensate him. That's what the George Carlin people did not do, and thus they're being sued. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! the hills so what is like your number one question from fans the primary question i still get asked was what is it real (laughs) (laughs) in 2024 to me is a surprising question to get because i feel like everybody has been through the reality tv gauntlet at this point what women binge wherever you listen